0: The JIT-X halftime show. White people dropping the N-word more than Joe Rogan, that's for sure.
1: White women crip-walking in their kitchen.
0: As they telling their kids to stop eating sugar. Yeah, man. A little bit of debate going on whether this was... Uh, well, NBC stated that this halftime show is geared to millennials. But come on! We know that's not true. Come on. Dr. Dre's 56. Snoop Dogg's 50. Kendrick Lamar is 34. Mary J. Blige is 51. Eminem, 49. 50 Cent is 46. Come on, this was a Gen X takeover right here. Yeah, everybody was walking in their kitchen yesterday on this halftime show. It was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better halftime shows that we've had in a long time. I can not even tell you who did it last year. Does anybody know who did it last year? Oh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, history of Super Bowl performers. You know, what's crazy. I'm looking through this history. And they had a couple musical performances up until, like, the 80s and 90s. But for the most part, until 1991, it was, it was basically big university, big bands and stuff like that. For the most part. And then in 1991, boom. New Kids on the Block does a halftime show with a bunch of Disney performers. I don't remember that one. Then after that, we had, let's see, Gloria Estevan. 1992. Michael Jackson. I remember that one. That was a big one. That was back in 1993. Then they went country. In 94, it was Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. 1995, it was Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle with Indiana Jones. Yeah, Teddy Pendergrass, Tony Bennett. Miami Sound Machine back in 95. 1996, Diana Ross. Oh, they had a Blues Brothers halftime show back in 1997. With Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and Jim Belushi, with ZZ Top, James Brown. Uh, James Brown. That would have been interesting. I'm sure I saw it. I just don't remember it. Back in '98, yeah, they had Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson. 1999, Gloria Estevan again. Man, damn, she did it like three times in the '90s as herself with the Miami Sound Machine and then once again in 1999. Gloria Estefan in 99 with Stevie Wonder, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. In the 2000s, Phil Collins. Yeah, 50 got it. 2001, it was Britney Spears with Mary J. Blige. So this is her at least second. I remember the big U2 one back in 2002, 2003, it was Shania Twain and No Doubt, it's funny how many of these you just forget, Jessica Simpson in 2004 with P Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock and Justin Timberlake, I remember that one, I remember this one in 2005, it was Paul McCartney, 2006 was the Rolling Stones, ah, one of the all time standards though was 2007 with Prince, that one was amazing. I remember 2008, it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, 2009 it was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, 2010 it was The Who, 2011 the late, great Black Eyed Peas, I guess they're still doing something, just nobody cares, 2012 Madonna, 2013 Beyonce, 2014 Bruno Mars, 2015 Katy Perry. 2016 Coldplay, 2017 as The Simpsons predicted it was Lady Gaga, and then 2018 Justin Timberlake is th- that's got to be the one where he revealed Janet Jackson's uh, booby right? That's got to be 2019 biggest mistake of all time when they had Maroon Five. Nobody cared about Maroon Five. Ah, 2020 was Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Battle of the asses. Oh, that's right. Twenty twenty one was the weekend. That's why I forgot the weekend. I like the weekend. Yeah, I, f- I forgot that he totally did it in twenty twenty one. Then, of course, this year, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. It's a good halftime show. It was fun. Good Super Bowl. I have to admit, I won my uh my my pool with the same square. I had a square of three zero and I won the third quarter and the end of the game. Yeah, walked out with 300 bucks. I'm a happy camper. That's the luckiest I've ever been in a Super Bowl pool. My squares were hitting, man. Mary J. Blige, she looks good for being that old. How old did I say she was? She was 50 uh, something. Let's see. The fiasco in Afghanistan is a grave blow. Big tech is silencing conservative voices. U.S. Brandon. trade deficit hits record high. Let's go On pace to surpass record for annual Let's homicides Illegal border crossing uh, crossing sword to record highs. This is so much bigger than Brandon. This was a commercial, so I paid big bucks for this thing. I'm Dave McCormick and I approve this message. Dave McCormick. Going in hard with the uh, Let's Go Brandon commercial featured, I think that was before the Super Bowl started. Uh, Let's see, that ad, uh, that was a candidate for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Uh, He aired the Let's Go Brandon advertisement during the Super Bowl on Sunday. The ad from Republican candidate Dave McCormick featured audio of a crowd chanting Let's Go Brandon, which emerged last year as an anti-Biden chat. We all know that. As uh, Business Insider previously reported, the Let's Go Brandon chant is a euphemism for fuck Joe Biden. Oh, thank you for pointing that out. Nobody freaking knew what that meant. It emerged after a NASCAR race in October last year. I want to know how much this guy paid for this ad. Let's see. Let's see. McCormick, I guess he's a former hedge fund CEO. And he's in the commercial like I was reading. He highlighted all the uh, issues with Brandon or Biden. Uh, let's see. McCormick told Fox News referring to Biden. The issues we are facing are so much bigger than Brandon. The frustration and anger we are feeling toward the failures of our current leadership in Washington is what motivated me to run. Oh, here we go. Here's the pricing. This is what I want to know. This 32nd ad likely came at a hefty price. This year, multiple companies paid seven million dollars for a Super Bowl commercial slot. Damn, seven million dollars just to say, fuck you, Joe Biden on the Super Bowl. Or let's go, Brandon. <laughs> man, I man, what kind of money do you have to just be blowing around if you're going to spend $7 million just to have a bunch of rednecks at NASCAR si- and let's go, Brandon. That's pretty outrageous to me. I wonder about, That's probably the first time there's ever been a commercial that has had code for fuck the president of the United States in the Super Bowl. I don't think that's ever happened before. It's kind of a ballsy move. Let's go, Brandon. 7 mil. Let's get it out there in the public. Nobody's aware of this. Now on to one of the more ironic things that I've seen in the last couple days. Fat Joe, everybody's familiar with Fat Joe, right? Uh, yeah, you might have clips of his musical catalog uh, racing through your mind as I name as I drop his name. Fat Joe, Fat Joe, who's not black. Yeah, he's got a little Puerto Rican in him. Okay, anyways, he's not black. He's not authorized to use the N-word. And that's not me saying that. That's a lot of people on social media, a lot of black Americans coming out and saying Fat Joe isn't authorized. Now, this is the most funniest story, or ironic, I should say ironic story, because Fat Joe comes out and starts blasting Italian-American Joe Rogan for using the N-word. So first, let's get to that. And then we're going to do a little clip of Mr. Fat Joe's musical history but let's just okay let's just listen to fat joe he's, he's dropping some knowledge on you he's got some very wise things to say so hang on here we go i've
1: been seeing a lot of people not talking about this
0: who the fuck is not talking about this all oh, my social media the, the news everybody's fucking talking about this you dumb fuck okay serenity now i'm not going to fall for the stupid nonsense fat joe go ahead continue
1: but i'm gonna talk about it good
0: right? all right
1: uh this guy joe rogan okay please do it it's a p- oh and so joe rogan is a p- and what happens is
0: what tell me what happens is what happens and is no
1: disrespect to spotify because shout out to everybody else that's better than me who's taking their music off for of spotify i'm not okay I'm not. And all my people there know, Joe, he'll do charity. Joe will open a business in the hood and give out jobs. Joe will give computers to the school, but Joe gotta get to his bag. Joe ain't crazy. Joe gotta get to his bag. And so I'm not taking my music off of Spotify, but...
0: See, it gets a little (laughs) confusing, because he's talking about Joe Rogan, then he starts talking about himself in the third person, but all those previous Joes he was referring to himself. Okay, anyways. I had to clarify that in case you're a complete moron.
1: Spotify is made up of black music, whether it's R&B, whether it's rap, whether it's Mm -hmm. trap, tone all that shit fall in this, yes, right? And so because our music is on that platform and they make their money from black people, you think it should be allowed for a guy to be talking racist on their platform
0: like you feto and
1: and not racist like there's no way to save them because i'm about freedom of speech Uh Uh-huh. i'm about artists being able to say whatever they want on the records is only entertainment we signed with me and jay-z and and meek mill we signed this paper so that they can't use your lyrics against you in court. We stand by that. Because music is just entertainment. If Fat Joe tells you, I uh, robbed the bodega, don't rob the bodega, it's part of the song. It never happened. I killed such a, it didn't happen. And so it's entertainment. But, no matter how much, you know, free speech, man should not be allowed. this country has a long history of slavery has a long history of uh systemic Mm -hmm. racism has a long sense of people fighting to 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 vote even now they're trying to suppress the vote Mm -hmm. how does this guy even live or enjoys himself as a person talking the way i'm scared i don't even want to repeat what he said
0: you don't wanna repeat oh, the you don't wanna scared repeat scared the Oh oh repeat. god damn it. You he don't said. wanna repeat the shit he says. You really don't wanna pre- Fat Joe, isn't this you?
1: Now who's gonna tell me that I can't say nigga? Nigga bitch <laughs> now who's tell me i mean the I irony nigga.
0: the nigga, irony nigga, 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 bitch, this dumb fuck i don't even nigga. want to repeat the words you friggin moron okay okay wait 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 hold on stop the press we need to stop for a second and we need to bring in the other side of the argument so once again in uh, argument of people's right to say the N word, I'm gonna bring you a, an old clip of, uh, let's see, who is this scholar that we're going to listen to right now?
1: And they think that's what's cool. So if they like, yo, what's up, my nigga? Oh, it's oh my shit, show. you a racist. You know they ain't really mean it, racist. You know, my sister ain't telling her, yo, what's up, my nigga, racist. She's saying, what's up, my nigga? You see what I'm saying? The craziest shit, I'm gonna give you some breaking news, right? The craziest shit is Reverend Al Sharpton. This is some shit, and I I shouldn't be telling you this, but Reverend Al Sharpton made a whole campaign against the word nigga. Just like Fat Joe. I swear to my mother drops dead. The first time I ever met Reverend Al Sharpton was with Don King, and Don King said, Reverend Al, do you know Fat Joe? He said, how am I gonna not know the realest nigga in New York? It's the first thing he told me, Evan, the history of mankind. Mm. It's my nigga, Fed Joe. I was like, <laughs> mind boggled with the, the nigga shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's fucked up, started out racist, somebody made it cool. We can't, nobody could can take the blame for that one because it's cool. Like, you know, it's like, it, it's what it is, I'm sure... I'm willing to defend her. I never met her in my life, and I'm sure she meant it, meant it as a term of endearment. Now, if you old school and you grew up when segregation and you grew up when they was, you know,
0: th- so here he is defending some I don't know who it was, some white girl that used the N word, and uh, he was defending he was defending it. So this is Fat Joe in retaliation against Fat Joe, defending a white person using the N word. I guess that argument doesn't go for. Uh, Rogan, and here's here's another question he was asked. Check this out. This is an old interview.
1: Have you ever had an, Af- an African American person tell you they're uncomfortable with you using the word? My man, I went. I was on radio in, in, in Chicago. Okay. And the chick interviewed me live uh-huh. on the radio, and she she was like, "If you're like, Latino, I want to know why you use the word." Mm,
0: good question. Good question.
1: And I looked at her and I paused for a second.
0: Where's and the I argument? Said,
1: she, she was black herself. She was black. Uh-huh. And I said, maybe it's because I am that nigga.
0: Oh, good argument. <laughs> oh, my good God. argument. Good argument. That's because he <laughs> I is don't that N word.
1: Like, you don't give you a understand.
0: fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you go, Fat Joe. Uh, so that was Fat Joe coming in defense of Joe Rogan against Fat Joe. Yeah, what a hypocrite, man. What a friggin' hypocrite. That's the society we live in, man. That's the stuff that's going on. That's the logic of the, I don't know what Fat Joe is, but, you know, that's just the logic of these critics. You know, sometimes, Fat Joe, with your history, you just need to keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. You don't have a problem. But the hypocrisy of Hollywood does not end there. Fat Joe, you are a glaring example of the hypocrisy in Hollywood, but you're not the only one. Super Bowl was yesterday, there was a lot going on Here, check this out, look look at all these celebrities That were at the Super Bowl We're
1: in Hollywood, who do we got here? We got Jay-Z, no mask Matt Damon, no mask Elise LeBron is here
0: No mask LeBron No mask, one guy behind him in a mask Jennifer and Ben J-Lo and Ben Affleck, no mask Dancing
1: Emmett Smith
0: no mask on the ladies. Kind of yeah, now we're talking. Of course, there's an
1: all-time celebrity row here tonight for Super Bowl 56, Andy Garcia. No mask. Chris Tucker taking it no mask. Get those pictures. Basketball royalty in the house. LeBron James. No mask. And, of course, Irvin, Magic.
0: Johnson. No mask.
1: Actresses. Well, Charlize Theron. No mask. The Mark Wahlberg making a call, making sure his peeps are here. No mask. John Kent. Looking cool as ever
0: and matt damon his spot
1: as
0: well no mask no mask and what do all these celebrities have in common not one not one was wearing a mask the only mask that i saw in that whole montage was one guy standing behind lebron james but other than that nobody was wearing a mask and you know the irony the hypocrisy of charlize theron let's see when was this i don't have the date on this tweet But she's posted this picture of herself in a mask, and it's all, don't be an ass, wear a mask. No, don't be an ass, wear a damn mask. And that's in her car, riding by herself. She's definitely wearing a mask. But when she's at the Rams game at the Super Bowl, there she is. You can see her pearly whites, her sunglasses, no mask whatsoever. This is just the uh, epitome. Of the hypocrisy from hollywood starting it off with fat joe and then we go down through the rest of these hollywood celebs are at the super bowl game not one person in a mask people if we can have a super bowl you've heard this said many a times but if we can have a super bowl in inglewood california the pandemic is over let's just knock knock this crap off it's done it's over there were other stars that were mentioned in that clip there was will ferrell ryan reynolds Ellen DeGeneres, Rebel Wilson, amongst others that I just scammed across, none of which were wearing a mask, none of which were hanging out with anybody wearing a mask. They were just living life, man, living life. But to rewind this conversation, this all started with uh, Joe Rogan and uh, Fat Joe and the hypocrisy of Fat Joe and then went to the hypocrisy of Charlize Theron. Uh Re I am going to talk about this again. Indy Ari appears to have accepted Joe Rogan's apology. Uh, she did have a statement. Let's see. She was being interviewed in, um, well, this is, I'm reading from Black Enterprise editors. Let's see. Music artist Indy Ree, who recently vowed to pull her music from Spotify following popular podcaster Joe Rogan's salacious use of the N-word, is now doing an about-face. While speaking with CNN's Don Lemon, R E walked back her criticism of Rogan, who hosts the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and who has received a wave of criticism for his history of liberal use of the N-word. Rogan also made troubling Planet of the Ape comments that included black people and reportedly spread false coronavirus information. Uh, I wanna get to the meat and the potatoes of this. Uh, During the interview, R E made it clear that she was set to pull her music from Spotify, not only because of Rogan, but because of the paltry payments the artists receive when it comes to compensation. That coupled with Rogan's racist comments and his $100 million Spotify deal provided fertile ground for NDRE to get fed up with Spotify. Uh, she did say this. Now, this is her, and I think this is very mature of her. I did think he did a fine job with his apology. He said a lot of things I would want someone to say. He said a lot of things I would want to hear someone say. The thing that stuck out for me the most was when he said, it's not my word to use. And I think change behavior is what we're really looking for. So that was Indy Re. I mean, she's a, I didn't know much about Indy Re. I saw her complaints about Joe Rogan and more so about the Spotify business practices. And now she's talking to Don Lemon, and she's, uh, you know, she's she's acknowledging Joe Rogan's apology, and gracefully. I think she's a well-spoken woman. Uh, so big ups to Indy Re. And uh, and the other interesting thing, let me see if I can find that real quick. Was there was a UFC fighter, and we, of course we know the UFC fighters are going to come to Joe's defense. But this was rather entertaining. Let me see if I can get this up right right here real quick. I got a... I can't remember the fighter's name. I'm waiting for it right now. Let's see. Uh, This was. Well, I don't see the name, but here's the audio. Hang on, let me get this unmuted. Here we go.
1: I had a question for you around uh, Joe Rogan. They're asking Dana White controversy uh, with him. (laughs) First off, let me take this one. Hold up, I'm black. I can take this one. Look. Uh, what, what no, no, there's a, there's a lot of cunts in this game. There's a lot of snakes in this game. I've been in this fight game since 2008. And Joe Rogan is one of the nicest, coolest, humble motherfuckers I've had the pleasure of working with. Understand that. Hey, you know, it's just, fuck the noise, man. You know what they're trying to do. You can't control the man. And he's got the biggest platform in the world right now. So that's my nigga, Joe Rogan. Fuck the noise. Uh, going off that... Going off that what words the advice would you give to joe rogan to shut out all the noise around him do what i said Fuck the noise just keep doing you joe have some mushrooms keep doing you
0: that was israel adesanya that was coming out and uh, making that statement uh and uh yeah man yeah he's nailing it he knows joe the people that have the personal relationship with joe all kinds of comedians have come to his defense they say he's the nicest guy uh, you know, it's, it's just a repetitive story over and over. If he wasn't a nice guy, believe me, people would be saying something, but that was Israel Adesanya. I'm probably messing up his last name, but I know he's the, he's got, he's going to be the headliner of a fight that's coming up here real soon, or it already happened. I, I don't really follow UFC in honor of the hallmark capitalist holiday, uh, which nothing wrong with capitalism, but, uh, Walmart, uh, hallmark, did I say Walmart? I meant to say hallmarks holiday anyways valentine's day i've got a few stories that i was uh ran across on the internet first story up another's for valentine's day everybody squeeze your honey cuddle up next to the fire with a cup of or a hot toddy and let's uh, read some of these valentine's day stories here's the first one i had just found out that my boyfriend cheated on me when some random girl facebook messaged me with screenshots of their sexting oh shit and said she had gone over to his house I texted him and asked, who's Alice? I was immediately bombarded with texts and calls from him. All the bullshit answers, who? And I don't know an Alice. And then, of course, my personal favorite. Oh, her? Yeah, she's crazy. My boyfriend showed up at my house an hour later after I didn't respond to him with an early Valentine's Day gift. It was like the 11th or 12th of February. He said, this has nothing to do with him feeling guilty about anything. Uh Uh-huh. Sure, pal. I broke up with him a month later. I should have right then and there, but I was young and naive. Oh, sweet Valentine's Day story. Uh, That's kind of typical. That happens all the time. There might be something more juicy in here. Let me see. Here's number two. I was 20 years old. I had been dating my boyfriend for almost a year at Valentine's while we were both in university. He brought me roses and took me to dinner at a fancy restaurant. He ordered a very expensive bottle of champagne, way out of our usual budget. He was nervous and twitchy, so warning bells were going off in my head. Once the champagne was poured, he reaches into his jacket and pulls out a velvet ring box. In my head, I'm screaming, oh, no, 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 no. I was not ready for marriage, especially with him. He leans across the table, opening the box, of a diamond and emerald ring. I was freaking out, wanted to stop him before he asked the question. I practically lunged across the table, grabbed the ring box, babbling, what a gorgeous ring. You know, emerald is my birthstone. What a beautiful Valentine's Day gift. I put the ring on my right hand, held it up in his face, and practically screamed at him. Look how amazing it looks on my right hand. His face crumpled, and he told me he was glad I liked the ring. He'd spent a lot of time choosing it. This is such a bitch. The meal was very tense after that. We drank the bottle of champagne and another bottle of wine. I cringe so hard every time I remember this. We dated for another three months until I broke it off because I knew I wasn't being fair to him. And I didn't feel the same way he did. Yeah, but did you give the ring back? Did you at least give the ring back? How does that happen and obviously the guy was intending to propose does he never say that that was intended to be a wedding ring does he just leave that i mean does she come on so strong that he doesn't even address the situation that oh no this isn't just a valentine's day ring this is an engagement ring i hope she gave the ring back anyways third story for my only valentine's day with my ex-boyfriend I wrote him over 20 original poems. Oh, no okay. Now this just, if that doesn't scream psycho, I don't know what does. Anyways, I wrote him over 20 original poems and a handwritten, I hand, okay. Her English is obviously not her first language. Uh, I handwrote them in a notebook with a custom cover that I had painted myself. That's more clues. That's psycho. This has got to be a cat lady. Just has to be. There's no way this is a dog person. In return, I received a plastic grocery bag containing a shirt I already owned that I had let him borrow and a shirt of his for me to borrow. I also paid for Valentine's Day dinner. (laughs) Yeah, it might be time to run on that one. I can't believe that BuzzFeed said that these are the three top stories. Okay, let me try one more. A week before Valentine's Day, my girlfriend sat me down and told me that she wanted a break. Completely blindsided and absolutely heartbroken, I agreed in the hopes that she'd take the time and realize that she actually wanted to be with me. Uh, Okay, so this is one desperate dude. Anyways, and I continue to read. She was reluctant to give an end date to the break and only said, let's see how we feel. But she was insistent that we remove each other from apps like Snapchat. Well, Valentine's Day rolls around, which means that I was feeling twice as sad over the breakup as usual, so my my buddies decided to come over and hang out to cheer me up. We had spent the night drinking and laughing when suddenly one of my friends lets out a shout and looks up from his phone. He was friends with my girlfriend on Snapchat and had checked her story, only to see that she had posted a picture of a bunch of roses in a vase and some stupid heart-shaped necklace with a caption, about how lucky she is. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Obviously, the flowers, they weren't for me, and I immediately called her out to confront her. It turns out that she had started talking to her ex while we were still dating and had wanted to break up with me for a while now, but thought that it would be cruel to do it so close to Valentine's Day. Her solution? To ask me for a break so that she could still spend time Valentine's Day with her ex and then come back to me later on to formally dump me oh that's fucked up that's messed up on so many levels that one was pretty good that one's pretty good number five a few years back my boyfriend now fiance and i had finished having sex when our dog came onto the bed for a cuddle she starts gagging and threw up what i can only describe as hot cat poop my partner reached and then ran to try and get into the shower as quickly as he can whilst i'm peeing myself laughing Okay, that's just gross. I got to edit this one out. That's that's just uh, this is the best of the best. I'm going to give one more shot. One more shot. My dad remarried when I was 9 to my stepmom who already had two daughters. I love my sisters. Oh, wow. Where is this going? I love my sisters and I love my stepmom. But her mother, their grandmother has never really considered me a part of the family. She lives farther away from us, so it was never a huge issue, but she'd always send little gifts for my stepsisters and never any for me. One year on Valentine's Day when I was 12, she had sent over two enormous gift bags for my stepsisters, full of candy and fun gifts. She had even sent over a little gift bag for my stepmom and my dad, but nothing for me. I was crushed and spent the day locked in my room. However, my stepmom eventually got me to come out and made it up to me by taking me down to the mall, where we spent the day shopping and hanging out, it's one of my sweetest memories, and I can never understand how such a mean old woman can make a person as nice as my stepmom. Okay, well we're gonna end these crappy stories here. Yeah, that is kind of messed up, you know, grandparents sending a, a house full of kids and leaving one step sibling out of the equation. That's kind of messed up. I, I wouldn't do that. I, I would just send nothing at all. That's the that's the cheap cheap way out of that one. Well, happy Valentine's, y'all. This is Jake with Radio Underland. This has been 30 minutes recapping kind of what's going on in the news. Fat Joe, I feel sorry for you, man. I don't know how you make it through life being that. um, Re, big ups to you. Congratulations to the Rams for winning the Super Bowl. And this has been Radio Underland and our take on what's going on in the news. I'll catch you guys later.